0: Okay, so we're mamish here at the uh, at the tail end. We have a blot left in the sechter, and the Mishnah in the end, mamish in the end, and then the last couple items in the Mishnah, maybe the last item in the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, talking about the Beis Hamikdash. Talking about Shar Mizrach of the And the Mishnah said that they did not answer amen in the Beis HaMikdash. So there were, there, were two, there were two differences in the Beis HaMikdash. When they made a bracha, in the Beis HaMikdash they would say, Baruch atah Hashem. Now they would say Hashem, the real way. They would say Hashem with Yud Kevavke, and And then they would say, Min HaOilam VeAd Rather than... Baruch Atah Hashem alakeinu melech ha'elam They would say Baruch yudke Yudkei Vavkei Min ha'elam va'ad ha'elam And since, since they said the Shema Mepayrish the proper response to the bracha is Baruch Hashem k'veid ma'chusei le'elam va'id And therefore they never got a chance to answer amen in the Beis HaMikdash. So, so, by the way, the sitter yivitz <laughs> brings a letter, which apparently was vetted from a guy who visited the Beis HaMikdash during Bayesheni and described the, the sound, the noise, that was made when they said an amen tabracha that it caused such an uh, like, uh, earthquake, like the, the, like the ground literally shook, that birds fell out of trees. And this was this was a testimonial of a gayish tourist in the times of Bayashemi. This letter is printed in the Siddur Yavitz. So, beside all the other interesting things in this letter, one of the things they hack about is like, what do you mean? The Omen in the Beis Hamigdash. They didn't answer Omen in the Beis Hamigdash. So, people ask that question, but the honest truth is... is, that is yeah, is that, is that not every bracha at all times always got a yud kei vav kei and a min ha'elem Part of, like, the, the brachas they made, for instance, brachas kehanim, etc., the official brachas they made, but there were brachas <coughs> in the Beis HaMikdash that didn't all get this, but the standard part of the, the tefillah that they did in the Beis HaMikdash, as is outlined in the Massechus Tamid, got this treatment says the gemara says the gemara <laughs> we do not answer amen in the base hamigdash How do you know that you don't answer amen in the migdash sorry we are on some aleph like 10 lines down get up hashem min vada and then the next pasuk is the response is. They will say Baruch Shem Kevod Machusel Leilam They will not say Amen. And you are uplifted. I'll call Brachu Tehila. I may think that, for instance, when you say Chazaras sashats, and there is eighteen brachas, you wait till the end to stack up all of the all the Amens which means all the Barach Shem K'v'ed Machu Se'elei Vo'ed, save it for the end. Ya'achal kol cool, Kulon, all the brachas, all of them, Tehila and Tehila Achas, have only one praise, meaning, say the Barach Shem K'v'ed Machu Se'elei after all the brachas. Tamalei marino, umereimim al kol bracho tehila. Al ko bracho Bracha tehmle tehila. On each individual bracha, give him praise. So there's a marsha in Saita, Mem, and the Marsha uncharacteristically quotes the Makubalam. And he says that Amen is an incredible word. Amen is the affirmation that I affirm that everything you said is true. And Amen combines the name Yudke Vavke and Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. Amen. B'Gematria is 91. And the combination of the shame Havaya, Yud vavke, Vav ke, and Aleph Dalad Nun Yud together equals 91. So when you say amen, what you're doing is, is you're saying, I want to be Mechaber. I want to combine. I want to bring together the bracha that we're able to say by Elam the Sheim Adnus, Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. Together with its kavana, that you're supposed to think yud kevavke, and one day we will be able to say yud kevavke. So by saying amen, you're affirming more than what was just said. You're affirming what will be one day and what should be said and what should be thought. And amen brings it all together. Huh? Yes. <laughs> another Now, that's why. You don't have to say Amen in the Beisam Mikdash. Because since the Kavana of Amen is necessary to combine the Aleph Dalad Nun Yud that you're able to say together with the Yud Kevav ke, that you can't say, so you need to say Amen to combine the two. Aber in the Beisam Mikdash, where they did say Yud Kevav ke, so Agnumar is saying they didn't answer Amen because to say is saying they didn't say Amen because they didn't need to say Amen. Amen is what you do when you hear Aleph Dalad Nun Yud and you're not able to say what really you should say. Yud Kevavke, you say Amen to to empower the Alef Dalad Nun Yud with the Yud Kevavke. Upper if you hear the Yud Kevavke like they did in the base Amigdash you don't have to say amen. And that's the Peshat and the Gemara we had a long time ago in Brachas. It said, We had a Gemara in the end of the 5th parak. It said, the person who answers amen is greater than the actual person who made the Bracha. And it's, it's very hard to understand that. How can me, affirming what you said, be better than what you said itself? So we said at the time, I take everything that you said and I add on me. You know, there is something to that. But with this Rasha, it's gorgeous. The reason the Aina Amin is Yezhem and the Mavarech is the Mavarech is capped, is limited at his ability to say Alef Talad Nun Yud. But the Aina Amin, who adds in the Yud Ke to the Alef Talad Nun Yud, does more with his amen. connects the Shema Hashem that you're able to say with the Shema Hashem that you can only think the amen adds that in. And that's, that's the pshat. In the amen, Okay. And then, we made a takana, the Mishnah says, in the name of peace. To promote peace and love that a person is able to invoke the Rebbeinu Shalom's name not in vain. Um, if anyone's in the dharm, we had recently the the terrible Avera of Moitzi Shem Shemayin that it's and how and how terrible that a person who uses Shem Shemayin Levatala is, in spite of that, we said that you're able to greet your friend and drop the shame on him. Use HaKadosh Baruch name in the name of peace. Baruch Habab B'Shem Hashem. And that's how we want to promote peace. And then the Mishnah went on to bring a series of psukim that all are repeating the same thing. And the Gemara now is going to go and make each pasik necessary. My Vayomer, why did you have to say the next Pesach? V'chitema, because the first pasik you brought was from Boyas. And the pasik said when Boyas saw the people cutting the harvest, the barley, he said, Vayomer, Boyas... B'yaz Hashem. invoked Hashem's name. Oh, so that's a proof. Says the Gemara. Maybe he was just acting on his own accord. How do you know what he was doing is something we're meant to mimic. Bayez was on his own. How do you know that I'm supposed to do that also? Toshma, we bring another posik by Gideon. Hashem imcha gibar hachayel. The Malach, when he greeted Gideon, also did the same thing. He invoked Hashem's name when he greeted Gideon. Semerite says, okay, that also is not necessarily a proof for me and you, because malach Maybe that's just a Malach talking to Gideon. Tashma, that's when we bring the Pasik, not necessarily talking about using Hashem's name, but talking about Minig in general. altavez Do not, uh, like, disrespect the minig. Do not embarrass, do, don't be mevaza minig. Ki imcha. Your mother is venerable. You know, that's a nice word for old. Old has a bad look, sound, venerable has a good sound. Venerable. Not to be confused with a formal law firm of Baltimore.
1: Venerable. Right, that, that's
0: venerable, venerable. Um But then you like get bought out, but it's still but around, like yes. it's so, the largest one. Huh? So, says the Gemara, "Al Tav is Kizikne Imcha." Don't like be It's a minute. and therefore, therefore, you're supposed to learn from what other people did. And then the Gemara brings a famous Posik, Va'imer, and a statement pasik Ace Laseis LaHashem." the time to act for the Rebbein Shalom even when it involves destroying the Torah. But yes, this is an example of a concept very dangerous, oft quoted, very few times actually used, the concept of as you can imagine, that can be uh, pretty easily abused. You know, this is an let's go against the Torah. So the most famous example is that we wrote down Tarash about Pah. That there's an isser in the Torah to write down uh, Magadvar Liakov, that you can't write down Tarash about Pah, but Rabbi Noah committed Tarash about Pah to writing because you have two options lose the Tarash about Pah or commit it to writing. So it's better to be made for the Tyra than to keep the Tyra. So that was an example of Esalas Hashem. Says Digmar, this is the overall heter of of Aislasa, to do something against the tyra, to do something against the tyra in order to keep the Torah. Yes, you're going to be Moitzishem so to speak, Levatalah, aber it's Kedai. Let's just do one more line. Says the Gemara on my kra. This is an example of a Pasuk. We had this once before. It can be darshaned. In the right order, if you read the Pasuk from beginning to end. And it can also make sense if you read it backwards. It makes sense when you read it from beginning to end. You sometimes have to act for Hashem. Because the Torah is being destroyed. So here... In this way of reading the pasuk, hey, Feru erezecha is a cause for eslasis lashem or, or it's not a cause; it's an imperative; it's an order. Mestayfloration midrash. Heferus erezecha. Be made for the tyra. My time is because now is the time to act for Hashem. My time is from eslasis laHashem. So it's you know it's interesting. You know, is, is this just a, a trivia question? Ah, oh, this pasuk is cool it can be read backwards and forwards. Wow, it's like, you know, like I mean, you know, sometimes you have a palindrome. Like, Oh, that word is cool. It's a palindrome. You can read it backwards and forwards and forwards and backwards. Like uh, a civic. But, you know, is there anything like inherent to civic that it's a palindrome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there like, no, there's nothing like the about it that it should be a palindrome. So is this just a, a, a trivia? Or is there something tif to here? The answer is Havada is something tif. That sometimes, in order to understand what needs, you have to look backwards. Which means if you always only look forwards, you're never going to go against the Torah. Aber there are times, and the Torah is demanding, that you have to think backwards. You have to think backwards, as hard as it is. You're trained your whole life, think straight, think normal. Sometimes you have to think mamish backwards when it comes to saving the Torah. So gufa, the pusik that we learn out, is one of the examples of psukim that you can read backwards, because in order to do this, you, talk, you have to think backwards. Normally, you only think going forwards, you only think the right way. You only think to act in the way of the Torah. Amol, to save the Torah, you have to think backwards. And that's why this pusik of all psukim is, is able to be read backwards.